0: You're listening to the Black Male Therapist Podcast with your host, Art Harris. Here at the Black Male Therapist Podcast, I want to pay special tribute and honor to Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace. In case you didn't know, earlier on Sunday morning, Kobe Bryant his daughter, Gianna Maria, Honora Bryant, and three other passengers died in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California. Um, this is just awful. If you've been paying attention to the sports news, the big story yesterday um, and this weekend was about LeBron James passing Kobe Bryant to become third all-time while playing Philadelphia. And Kobe Bryant and the starter flew out to philly um to be there for this special moment with lebron and all these quotes from kobe and the honor between him and lebron was so special and um if you don't know uh philadelphia was once a a childhood home for kobe bryant when his father um played for the philadelphia 76ers and today while flying back to california um In his helicopter. Something he's been doing his whole career. Um, There was a crash. And he died. And uh, we want to say rest in peace. To a legend. Um, My prayers are with your family. Not only losing their father. Their son. Also losing a daughter. Um, My prayers go out to your family, your wife, and your children, and um, to everyone out there. Um, this is a sad day. This is a sad day. And so rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. I want to just start off by saying some quotes from Kobe Bryant. Um, not only was he a great basketball player, but he was a great inspirational um, speaker. Not with great speeches, but with these quotes about success. One quote, he said, I can't relate to lazy people. We don't speak the same language. I don't understand you. I don't want to understand you. Another quote from Kobe Bryant. If you're afraid to fail, then you're probably going to fail. Another quote. The most important thing is to try and inspire people so that they can be great in whatever they do whatever they want to do that's kobe bryant and yeah, another one great things come from hard work and perseverance no excuses kobe bryant rest in peace to a legend the black Mamba, kobe bryant Welcome back to the Black Male Therapist Podcast. I'm your host, Art Harris, licensed marriage and family therapist and school psychologist, breaking it down from the perspective of a black male living in this world. And we started the show with a tribute to Kobe Bryant, the legend, the best Laker probably of all time one of the best NBA players of all time some argue that he is the best basketball player of all time one thing I'll say he has definitely been the best player since Michael Jordan but he's an icon around the world what Kobe Bryant has done for the sport of basketball not just as a player playing in the game but Even after the game, seeing him with his daughter and her basketball team, I think people underestimate the impact that Kobe Bryant has on the way we see women's basketball, whether it's women's college basketball, women's NBA, women's Olympics, women's AAU, women's high school basketball. The way Kobe Bryant has influenced the way we think about female basketball has been under, um, really underappreciated because He's making it cool to appreciate the female basketball players. I saw in a quote the other day from him uh, before he died where Kobe was talking about some female players who could play in the NBA. And so throughout the show and throughout the week and everywhere, I think people are going to continue to show respect and honor to Kobe Bryant. I just want to say from the Black Male Therapist podcast. We appreciate you, and you will not be forgotten. Um, I'm just going to stay on it for a minute because this is so fresh. I remember um, when Kobe Bryant came out of high school um, to go to the NBA, and at that time, he was like the skinny little kid um, who was a baller, right? And I think he went to the prom with Brandy, right? This kid was like dope. And when he was drafted by the Charlotte Hornets and then traded to the LA Lakers, I didn't really know what to think at that time, but um, you saw a young man with a lot of talent and a lot of growing pains they went through, but when Shaq came to that team, when Shaq and Kobe got together, they dominated the NBA. Three straight NBA championships, and I remember I, in that time, I was a Shaq fan. I was always a fan of Shaq, and so when he came to the Lakers, um, I, I wanted to see them win. At that time, of course, of course, I'm in the Bay Area. I'm a Warriors fan. I always be a Golden Set Warrior fan. But when you get to the playoff time, it was never really um, your your fan was a plan. Your team was a plan, right? And so uh, I always wanted to see the Lakers win, especially at that time when I was abroad and around the world it felt good saying that a team from California was dominated and Shaq and Kobe may be the best duo of all time I mean three straight um championships I mean that's hard to um beat right there and they were at the top of the game but then Shaq left Shaq went out to Miami, got a championship with D-Wade. and um, Some people were trying to say D-Wade was better than Kobe. And there was this little rivalry right there. There was a little rivalry with him and LeBron at the time. But Kobe bounced back and won two other NBA championships with the Lakers. Um, And in those finals, he was the finals MVP. So um, Kobe Bryant was the best player on his team clearly got two more championships finished with five championships he scored 81 points in a game once I mean this man was amazing people could say all they want about some stuff that was suspected um, away from the court or um, in the locker room or whatever happened in Colorado but one thing I'll say that's all none of my business and it takes, um, a lot of courage to pull through and to overcome despite all of the negative publicity that was around him around those times. And so I want to say rest in peace to a legend, Kobe Bryant. I loved watching the young Kobe and Shaq win championships, and I also, um, found pleasure in pulling against Kobe Bryant with being a fan of the teams just trying to beat Kobe Bryant. And I often got my heart broke because he often stuck it to us. But I always respected Kobe Bryant. Um, here in the Bay Area, we have a special relationship with the Warriors and the Lakers rivalry because, again, there was a time when the Warriors weren't even all that. And um, we still had a good fan base especially once the We Believe years came with Baron Davis and them, and it was real competitive to see Kobe Bryant come to town and play against the Golden State Warriors in that time, and they often got the victory, but then when this era that's playing now, the Steph Curry era, came in and to see them go against Kobe Bryant and to see that rivalry really spark up L.A. versus Golden State, that was um, really entertaining. Um, And I'll never forget watching Kobe Bryant just dominate in this league. The fadeaway, the dunks, the pull-up three, the 81 points, the assists, the defense. This guy was a straight-up baller. And then off the court, when he retired, I loved the way, like I said earlier... He um, spent time with his daughter at her games, coaching, just seeing him turn into a regular dad, watching him with his family, seeing him a regular family man. Um, The documentary I watched on Showtime with him, watching him recover from his injury. And so it was good to watch him be an ambassador of the game and show tribute to LeBron as LeBron passed Kobe Bryant to become third all time in scoring. And so... It was all a tragic ending to see him um, die in a helicopter crash. Um, it's even sadder. His daughter, his 13-year-old daughter, died with him. And the other three passengers, who I don't know their names at this time. And it, it was, it's just a tragedy. And so my heart is broken. And I'm pretty sure a lot of yours are too. And so rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Um there are a few other things we'll talk about in this show not not too much though I, I really am I'm not going to spend any time really covering what's happening in Washington with this impeachment trial. It's really um, nothing'm I'm, I'm not surprised. nothing has come out yet um, that I'm really surprised about. I'm not surprised that um, Trump was seen um, in a picture with a man he claimed he didn't have any connection to i'm not surprised that the senate don't really look like they want to push this man out you know and so we'll just keep paying attention to that what is um shocking was that earlier um this week uh well last week we got information that that bombing in iraq at the base where the u.s soldiers were um stationed at they when the White House said there weren't any injured um servicemen in that attack, and I don't know if that was a lie or if that was just misinformation, but thirty-four um thirty-four soldiers have traumatic brain injury now because of that attack. They were there and um they were taken to the hospital. Now, it, it may not have um, began to manifest in terms of the symptoms later but they they said that nobody was there and that's not true 34 soldiers were injured and so um i don't know what's up with that this whole situation with iran it seems like it's calming down on the news right now but um we'll keep paying attention to that again in other stories we've been watching um really what's going to happen with the impeachment what's going to happen with this election look um we're just getting started and this guy Bloomberg we haven't even seen him debate against the other Democrats right now I'd like to see what he does um I one thing I'll say about Bloomberg he seems like a man rich enough and bold enough to stand up to trump i don't know if that'll make him be a great president i heard my mom say the other day well tr- trump wasn't qualified to be the president And can anybody be worse than him i'm not saying we're endorsing bloomberg by any mean i don't know if i endorse anybody to be the president nowadays but um we'll see that's just getting interesting in sports world we do have The Super Bowl coming up next week and as a preview to the game I'm not really going to make too many bold predictions people have heard me speak strongly against the 49ers all year but um the truth is with all fairness congratulations to the San Francisco 49ers for making it to the Super Bowl a hell of a season you guys came out of nowhere and the trade for Jimmy Garoppolo It seemed to work. Bringing in Kyle Shanahan as a coach and John Lynch as a general manager, it seems like it's paying off. Richard Sherman, great pickup. He's a great businessman. And that defense, they are the real deal. The 49ers are um, in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to pretend that I'm all happy about it, but I respect the 49ers. We got a lot of history. I remember being a child, living in Oakland. The Raiders weren't here. The Oakland Raiders were in L.A. um, For many years of my youth. And then um, at that time, I was in 1994, when Steve Young and Jerry Bryce and Ricky Waters, um, they had it going on. They brought in Deion Sanders, who was one of my favorite NFL players at that time. They brought in primetime, and um, they got good. They were really good. They were already good with Joe Montana, but they traded them to the Kansas City Chiefs because it was time to play Steve Young. And so, um, yeah, I I liked that team. I'm not going to pretend like I didn't like the 94-49ers. In fact, my grandmother and most of my family are Cowboys fans, Dallas Cowboys, and we used to always talk football, and I think... That made it more interesting, Um, talking about the 49ers when she was a Cowboys fan. But um, it seemed like it was only one good year at that time. It was over. The next two years, Dallas just started dominating the 49ers again. They even got Deion Sanders prime time. And so my grandmother was always on top. And um, once the Raiders came back to the town, yo, it, it was on. I was a kid. Um, With my home team home. And um, I I never looked back at the 49ers. But that one team. That 94 49ers team. I did. um, I did pull for And I liked them then. But I always knew they were shady the way they did Joe Montana. traded them to the Kansas City Chiefs. For the young Steve Young. Um, They could have did Joe better than that. But it's a business. And so. We're going to see what happens um, now. Kansas City is coming into town with Patrick Mahomes and his high-powered offense with the coach, Andy Reid. Let's start with Andy Reid. Andy Reid has been a long-time NFL great. They say that he's come from the Belichick coaching tree. I think he came up under Belichick. He has Done some great things in the NFL, but he's always come up short. I watched him take the Philadelphia Eagles with Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens to the Super Bowl, only to come up short to the New England Patriots. I've seen him have really good teams, really good Kansas City teams that just come up short in the playoffs. And so this is looking like his best chance to get a Super Bowl ring as a coach. And Let's see what happens. I know there's been a lot said about Andy Reid and him never winning the big game. Well, guess what? Andy Reid's back in the big game, and he has the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, who is now the face of the NFL. I mean, he's on the cover of Madden. If you follow NFL and follow video game a little bit, you may have heard of the Madden curse. And so... I'm going to take a side note to talk about the Madden curse. The Madden curse goes, anybody that's on the cover of John Madden football dating back to the 90s, there's always something bad that happens to them, like an injury or worse. I remember Ray Lewis got a murder charge um, the year he was on the cover of um, Madden. Uh, Plexico Burris ended up shooting himself in the leg and went to prison. Um... Brady was on the cover, and the whole deflate gate came up, and they lost in the Super Bowl, I think, that year. I think he hurt himself also. Um, Patrick Mahomes, he's on the cover this year, and he was injured for part of the year. So hopefully he got past the Niner curse because he's going to need to be on his A game, and he doesn't need any spooky stuff happening in the background to get in the way. And so I think Patrick Mahomes is past the Madden curse because he got injured this year and so none of that should play a role in this game and so that's just how we talk in video game and football world sometimes but now Patrick Mahomes he's the man this guy can run this guy can throw this guy has vision I seen him throw the ball um with his left hand once while people were trying to um Tackle him, he he flipped the ball to the other hand and flipped it and threw it with the other hand. I've seen him throw a no-look pass, look at one way and throw the ball across the field the other way. I mean, this guy is good. He once played baseball, great baseball player. He was supposed to go to the MLB, Major League Baseball. But he said, no, I'm taking my show on the road to the NFL. And that was a great decision by this young man. And so he's in a position with a high-power offense Travis Kelsey, their tight end. He's probably the best football tight end that we have right now. Um, George Kittle on the 49ers, he's a really good tight end. Uh, But I think Travis Kelsey has the the notch ahead of him just a little bit. Um, Patrick Mahomes also has Sammy Watkins, a really fast wide receiver on the outside. And he also has the um, controversial Tyreek Hill on his team. Also, if you don't know, Tyreek Hill was in the news early in the year for beating this kid. It's not funny, man, but um, he, he, I mean, they act like Tyreek Hill was like Joe Jackson on this kid, man, and so he, he was suspended for a while, and he got injured a little bit this year, but he's back full strength, and all that stuff seemed to be like it's in the background, and so um, they're just good. They're a good team. I'm not going to pretend to be a Kansas City fan either because I'm a Raider fan, and it pains me to see two of my least favorite teams playing each other in the Super Bowl. One of my best friends, um, shout out to um, Choppa, man, I see you, man. He told me, man, I'm boycotting the Super Bowl this year. He can't even sit through watching um, the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs play each other. It's too much. It's too much for him, but I got to watch it, one, because I'm a fan of football, and two, I want to see the Niners go down to the Kansas City Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes, a black man quarterback, is going to take the lead and we're going to have a celebration and then we're going to be like, yeah, because another brother is going to win the Super Bowl. They won't do them like they did. My boy from Washington back in the day, old Doug Williams, he didn't even get a commercial. I don't even think he got to go to Disneyland, but this year, we're going to get it all. We're going to get the black man, the Super Bowl MVP. He's going to get the Disneyland commercial. He's going to get all the uh, celebrations and the hugs and all the love. And we're going to see a new face of the NFL. It saddens me that it has to be my division rival, the Kansas City Chiefs. But at least I get to see a brother at the head of the game. Um, Somebody else said, man, is he all the way black? Is he a little bit black? I said, man, none of that really matters. Um, He's black enough, you know, and that's all that matters. That's Patrick Mahomes. You better ask somebody. And Miami is about to get a treat because this guy is good we're not even talking about the defense of kansas city we're just talking about the offense right now patrick mahomes is a boy and this is going to go down is he going to be fast enough and sharp enough and elusive enough to get past the 49ers defensive line man they got five rushers that bring it the rookie Joey Bosa is probably the rookie of the year. His brother, Nick Bosa, plays for the Chargers. But I think Joey might have passed up, big bro. This guy is strong and fast, and he loves taking down the quarterback. D Ford, he used to play for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's another defensive lineman on that 49ers team. And so they got a lot of talent across the front. Their linebackers, man, they are some hard-hitting Dudes, They are fast and they are tough. And so this defense is solid. You go into the secondary of the 49ers, you get the future Hall of Famer, Richard Sherman, who is arguably still the best cornerback in the NFL right now. Um, And he's the captain of that defense. And them and the rest of that secondary, they're good. But there is a weak spot. The other cornerback position, each week is a different guy. Um, It's kind of shaky. I'm not going to throw that young man's name out there right now because um, that just wouldn't be fair to him. But the other cornerback position for the Niners is a little bit shaky. They got one good winning Richard Sherman, but the other two I don't know about and um, another questionable piece of the team is the kicker. Robbie Gold looked good last week, but what's going to happen when the pressure gets a little bit higher? So I've been paying attention. And Coach Shanahan has said, every game's a championship game. Every moment is a championship moment. Every play is a big play. So this is just another big game. Let's see how he feels when those bubble guts kick in That's head coach of their team going into the Super Bowl. I remember last time Kyle Shanahan's offense was in the Super Bowl. He was with the Atlanta Falcons, and they had the Patriots beat. They were up by a lot of points. Um, man, how much were they? About like 27 points or something like that? The The owner came down to the field thinking that they were going to win and everything, and to see his face go like, "uh" as their offense just fizzled towards the second half of the game. So hopefully Kyle Shanahan has learned from his mistakes. Both of these coaches got a lot to prove. And that's the Super Bowl pregame show right there. That's my Super Bowl report. We got the Niners and the Chiefs. And look, next week, We're going to spend some time talking about the Super Bowl after the game. You know, the truth is, we got to let the game play. That's all that really matters. We know what happened why they got here. Because both of these teams are great. Can't take that from them. But on Sunday, you got to take it to a whole nother level. And this is the Super Bowl. So we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about J-Lo at halftime. We're going to talk about Shakira. We might even talk about Demi Lovato doing the national anthem. We're going to talk about the commercials. We're going to talk about everything because we got the Super Bowl next week. Tr- quick question. Super Bowl. Do you spend it with your partner or do you spend it with your friends or do you watch it by yourself? Do you go to a party? Do you go to a bar? Well, how do you watch the Super Bowl? Hit me up at Blackmail Therapist. So let me know. That's on Instagram if you don't know. Tell me, how do you watch the Super Bowl? But um, we're going to take a break. And we're going to get back into the show. I have some information to share with you guys from the block report. Um, There's some things you you need to hear what's happening in these streets. I was in the town on Saturday. If you don't know the town, it's Oakland. Coming from the barbershop and uh, been in the gym in Richmond and been in and out um, chopping it up with a lot of my friends in Berkeley or whatnot. And so the streets are talking. I want to give a block report about what the streets are talking about. Yeah, on Saturday this weekend, and um, I'm going to give you guys the block report and then we'll take another break and then we're going to get back into um, the other America speech from Martin Luther King Jr. Some asked, Art, why are you um, reading this speech? It's such a long time ago. Um, And I think the truth is, most people don't know how important this other America speech was. From martin luther king jr um some people feel that this is the speech that got him killed because he was really talking that equal pay uh better housing justice for all it's one thing to ask for a seat at the lounge counter or whites. okay yeah we all got social rights we could hang out at the same pool we could drink from the same water fountain but well, it's another thing to say now I need to have the same amount of money to spend at this lunch counter as the next man, you know? And so that's why we're reading the other America, because we needed to see that King's perspective wasn't just on these social issues no more. They were on economic issues. He was talking about the war in Vietnam. He was talking about how we spend more money overseas than we do right in our own America, right in our own backyard poor people are all messed up and he didn't just say it was black people he talked about all poor people needed an equal shot but we do need to pay special attention to our black communities because it's not right it's not right and so we're going to go back into the other America speech and it's a long speech so I'm not I might not get through the whole thing today my daughter might wake up and start crying before I finish but we'll share some of that and um Check out the commercials and then we'll come back and get on with the show. I don't think they're ready for this We Are Culture First podcast, babe. You think they're ready? I don't know. You ready? I'm ready. Why don't you tell the people what the podcast is about, though? So the We Are Culture First podcast brought to you by Art and Arissa Harris. We're both licensed marriage and family therapists. We're a married couple. We're a black couple. And we hope talking with you about issues related to cultural relevant stuff, black excellence. And our new segment called The Couple's Corner will bring you closer to a healthier functioning and put you up on game in general with how to deal with the day-to-day things we deal with in this environment, in this society, in this world, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And so y'all go get a peek once a week into the real candid conversations that we have because we are culture first. You're listening to the Black Male Therapist Podcast. This portion of the show is sponsored by Robin Hood. You can go to Infight robinhood.com backslash arthur447 for a chance to get a free stock up to $500 just for signing up you should do it get invested get in the game don't get left behind because you're afraid to invest start today Hey, we in the block report on the Black Male Therapist Podcast. This is your host, Art Harris. Hey, I want to kick it to y'all about what's happening in these hoods and happening in the streets right now with some brothers mind mine. I've been spending a lot of time out and about the last couple of days from the town to the rich and everywhere in between. It's like housing, homelessness, and the economy. These have been the main things people been talking about. I know a lot of stuff is happening in the world with politics, but right now, everyday people is talking about the cost of living and whether or not i'm leaving this state man a lot of people are moving to texas or talking about texas some people are talking about moving to nevada but people are saying the cost of living in california is just too high out of control and it's um got a lot of people either in a panic or so in a um disconnected phase or days that it's 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 a trip out here man and so you feel that pressure as you get in and get it about and so even from people that are established and maybe have a career or degree or um a business or even considering moving out on their own or investing people are holding on closer to their dollars and people are trying to make their dollars do a little bit more also so it's not a time where everybody's just free willy-nilly there's talk about investments in um, the stock. But the only thing that seemed well, really people were talking about the property investments, man, people are really living a good life off investing in the neighborhoods we grew up in. And so that's a trip um, to see homes that was like, oh, you knew that grandmama that lived there or I lived in this house or my um, uncle lived in this house unless my homeboy lived. You know, we used to have barbecues there. These houses are no longer owned like in West Oakland and North Oakland and even in Richmond and East Oakland, they're not really home owned by the people who grew up there anymore, if they ever have. And so our communities we're seeing change right before our eyes. And for some people, they have property or they um, are in the process of doing it and they may have this. But it's like it's not the same when it's only you in your own neighborhood or in these communities. Everybody moved on um, all out the Bay Area to Sacramento, the, um, Modesto, and Fairfield, and um, Stockton, people are going out to Reno, people are moving to Las Vegas, people are getting the hell out of here, and so that was the vibe and the pressure that I was feeling in these streets, you know, um, there's all these um, issues happening with relationships out there that people are talking about, and I think what I'm realizing is that, um men are crazy and women are crazy too and depending on what area you're from your crazy might be too much for a different person's crazy and so um you've seen a lot of mess and relationships and couples and stress and even single people going through relationship problems i'm like damn man i didn't expect to hear the single homies talk about relationship problems like um the married folk, like, you need to get it together, man. You miss the whole point of being single. And so these are the type of conversations that are coming up. Look, the main thing I hear people talking about are starting their own business to deal with this economic madness. So people are franchising themselves. People are incorporating their ideas and companies. People are negotiating their own contracts and no longer letting their job or another organization be the middleman. Oh, don't get me wrong. I think it's really good at times to have income as an employee, income as a business owner, income as a sole proprietor, income from investments, it's, it's good to keep your money coming. But when you start incorporating yourselves and creating your own income, that's a whole nother game. And I'm realizing people don't have the education on this. And so basic stuff that I'm figuring out from reading and getting caught up on financial literacy, watching YouTube videos, talking with other business owners, a lot of people aren't getting these um, opportunities to do these things and I don't know if it's because they're not getting an education or if they're not getting an influence. And so I try to give game because I'm trying to figure this out also. So one thing I'll say and then I'm going to get out of here on the block report. One thing I'm going to say is that if you have a service that you provide in. See what people are doing to provide their services on their own dime, cutting out the middleman or getting a larger ownership of the share, of the profit and the service at hand. So check it out. If you're a mental health, you know, think about how do people pro- advertise your um, services? Like what do people do? Is it social media or the websites? You can do these things. I know the Internet Internet right now we're in the information age so it's so easy to get a product and service out there and so I encourage you to use your local um offices and companies in your neighborhood like UPS yo I was with my wife and she was doing business and all this stuff for printing and shipping and all these things And she was like going to UPS save so much time and money and so I'm thinking like these are the things that business people have to think of how to maximize your time and money and so We can take this to a whole nother level and build a sense of industry and economy and purpose and, you know, more pride in our own economical systems and the way not just we live, but in the way we learn and the way we teach and the way we share and the way we grow. And you can do this, too. So people are talking about business loans instead of um, car loans. That's one of the best things I'm hearing right now. Um, Good luck with getting that business loan. Um, but you can, but you got to set it up and start as a place and then you'll get there and just keep pushing your ideas out here. Keep focusing on the bigger picture, not just for you and right now, but for you and your generations to come. And even when you're not here, people could reap the benefit, the benefit of the seeds you sow now and the whole world empowers and gets better, especially for black people, especially for people of color, especially for poor people. It, it, just for the economy in general, it's better when people are more business-minded and having fair economic advantages and having better um, financial strategies and better sense of security as we survive this time. That's the only way to get past all this homelessness and all of this poverty. We have to get more business-orientated, um, keep working, but also Don't just rely on that job. Incorporate yourself on some level and get the moving and keep it pushing. And don't settle for less. If this isn't your paradise out here in the Bay Area, make it your paradise or go find your paradise or create your paradise. But never get stuck in the I can't do this or I can't do that mentality where it'll never change or you'll fall out. You may as well be living on the side of the road. And um, it's a lot of people living on the side of the road. Not all of them are sticking that needle up their arm. A lot of them go to work. But it's sad when you see the homie giving up and you see the homie on the uh strip living in the tent, and um, these are the realities that we're dealing with. And so, I'm gonna phase out and get out of here, uh, back to the show, and um, we'll have a ball for the rest of this time. And so, next week, we'll talk more, we'll give a special edition, Super Bowl edition. Uh, from the block report. I'm gonna give some time to see what these people are saying about the Super Bowl. I see a whole lot of 49ers fans out here all of a sudden. Um, And so we gonna see. But anyway, we out. This section of the show is brought to you by the Acorns app. The best way to save your leftover money, your leftover loose change, whatever you need to do. It's the best way to get ahead and get started in the game. Just link your debit card and get started and watch as you get closer to your financial dreams. Start investing with Acorns today. Get $5 when you use my invite link for AP. 9z2. Just go to acorns.com backslash invite backslash 4AP9z2 to get your $5 to see where it takes you. You have nothing to lose but time. So, welcome back to the show. In this segment, we are going to jump back into the other America speech from Martin Luther King Jr. And I'm just going to pick up from where I left off. If you need to get caught up on where we were, listen to the show last week where I did the MLK tribute. I just thought the man has done so much and the speeches are way too powerful to try to capture in just in one show. So I want to take my time with the speech to other America. And I want you to do your own research. Go on Google. You could go um, and type in the Other America Speech. I'm pretty sure it'll come up. I'm reading this edition from crmvet.org. And the Other America Speech is right there. I encourage you to not only listen to his speech, but read it um, and think about it on your own. You can definitely find him speaking the speech on YouTube Um, It's different renditions of it, but they both pretty much say the same. And so I'm going to jump back into it. Let's go. It is said on the Statue of Liberty that America is a home of exiles. It doesn't take us long to realize that America has been the home of its white exiles from Europe, but it has not evinced the same kind of maternal care and concern for its black exiles from Africa. It's a wonder that in one of his sorrow songs, the Negro could sing out, sometimes I feel like a motherless child. What a great estrangement. What a great sense of rejection caused a people to emerge with such a metaphor as they looked over their lives. What I'm trying to get across is that our nation has constantly taken a positive step forward on the question of racial justice and racial equality. But over and over again, at the same time, it made certain backward steps. And this has been the persistence of the so-called white backlash. In 1863, the Negro was freed from the bondage of physical slavery. But at the same time, the nation refused to give him land to make that freedom meaningful. And at that same period, America was given millions of acres of land in the West and the Midwest which meant that America was willing to undergird its white peasants from Europe with an economic floor that would make it possible to grow and develop and refuse to give that same economic floor to its black peasants, so to speak. This is why Frederick Douglass could only say that emancipation for the Negro was freedom to hunger freedom to the winds and the rains of heaven, freedom without roofs to cover their heads. He went on to say that it was freedom from, it was freedom without bread to eat, freedom without land to cultivate. It was freedom and famine at the same time, but it does not stop there. In 1875, the nation passed a Civil Rights Bill and refused to enforce it. In 1964, the nation passed a weaker civil rights bill, and even to this day, that bill has not been totally enforced in all of its dimensions. The nation heralded a new day of concern for the poor, for the poverty-stricken, for the disadvantaged, and brought into being a poverty bill, and at the same time, it put... Such little money into the program that it was hardly and still remains hardly a good skirmish against poverty. White politicians and suburbs talk eloquently against open housing and, in the same breath, contend that they are not racist. And all of this and all of these things tell us that America has been backlashing on the whole question. Of basic constitutional and God-given rights for Negroes and other disadvantaged groups for more than three hundred years. So these conditions, existence of widespread poverty, slums, and tragic connexions in the schools and other areas of life, all of these things have brought a great deal of despair and a great deal of desperation a great deal of disappointment, and even bitterness in the Negro communities. And today, all of our cities confront huge problems. All of our cities are potentially powder kegs as a result of the continued existence of these conditions. Many, in moments of anger, many, in moments of deep bitterness, engage in riots. Let me say, as I've always said, I will always continue to say that riots are socially destructive and self-defeating. I'm still convinced that non-violence is the most potent weapon available to oppressed people in their struggle for freedom and justice. I feel that violence will only create more social problems than they will solve. That in a real sense, it is impracticable, impracticable for the Negro to even think of mounting a violent revolution in the United States. So I will continue to condemn riots and continue to say to my brothers and sisters that this is not the way and continue to affirm that there is another way. But at the same time, it is necessary for me to give for me to be as vigorous In condemning the conditions which cause persons to feel that they must engage in riotous activities as it is for me to condemn riots. I think America must see that riots do not develop out of thin air. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. But in the final analysis... A riot is the language of the unheard. And what is that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. It has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. It has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice, equality, and humanity. And so, in a real sense, our nation's summers of riots are caused by our nation's winters of delay. And as long as America postpones justice, we stand in the position of having these recurrences of violence and riots over and over again. Social justice and progress are the absolute guarantors of riot prevention. Now let me go on to say that if we are to deal with all of the problems that I've talked about, and if we are to bring America to the point that we have one nation indivisible with liberty and justice for all, there are certain things we must do. The job ahead must be massive and positive. We must develop massive action programs all over the united states of america in order to deal with the problems that i've mentioned now in order to develop these massive action programs we've got to get rid of one or two false notions that continue to exist in our society one is the notion that only time can solve the problem of racial injustice i'm sure you've heard this idea It is the notion almost that there is something in the very flow of time that will miraculously cure all evils. And I've heard this over and over again. There are those and they are often sincere people who say to Negroes and their allies in the white community that we should slow up and just be nice and patient and continue to pray. And in 100 or 200 years, the problem will work itself out. Because only time can solve the problem. I think there is an answer to that myth. And it is that time is neutral. It can be used either constructively or deconstructively. And I'm absolutely convinced that the forces of ill will in our nation, the extreme rightness in our nation, have often used time much more effectively than the forces of goodwill. And it may be well be that we will have to repent in this generation, not merely for the vitriolic words of the bad people and the violent actions of the bad people, but for the appalling silence and indifference of the good people who sit around and say, wait on time. Somewhere we must continue to see that. Social progress never rolls in on the wheels of inevitability. It comes through the tireless efforts and the persistent work of dedicated individuals. And without this hard work, time itself becomes an ally of primitive forces of social stagnation. And so we must help time and we must realize that the time is always right to do right. You're listening to the Black Male Therapist Podcast. Yo, we made it to the end of the show. Thank you for listening to that speech from Martin Luther King Jr., The Other America. We still got a little bit more to go, but I want to take my time on it. And so we're going to keep spreading it out until we finish this speech. One day it's not enough to honor martin luther king jr just like one month that's not enough to celebrate black history you know but um we're going to take our time with this and we're going to honor our heroes we're going to continue to lift up the family of kobe bryant and his family we found out today that not only did he die in the helicopter crash his daughter 13 year old daughter died also along with seven other passengers who um who died earlier we saw it was five but Now the numbers are coming up to 9, and so hopefully everything gets cleared out and the names of those other passengers get named because we want to pay respect to all those who died um, in the helicopter crash. Let's take a moment to celebrate life. Shout out to my sister. Her birthday is tomorrow. Hey, Fafi. Adwoa Harris, your birthday is on January Twenty seventh, happy birthday yo and good luck on your new program i'll take this message for not just her but all those entering into graduate programs or coming back from their first semester of school this is the time to just get it going you know how to be a student you know what works for you you know what doesn't work you know how your teachers are or you just getting to learn them but the game remains the same Put in your work and everything will play out. Take care of one subject, one test, one book at a time, but also always know what's coming ahead. Get it done and all your blessings and benefits will come to you later. And so that's my message from the school psychologist. Don't wait. Get in the game. You know how to be a student knock it out and next week we'll get another tip from the school psychologist and hopefully these things help all students and that's the end of the show i'm art harris the black male therapist follow me on instagram at black male therapist subscribe to my show wherever you listen to podcasts like um comment um review whatever you want to call it keep the hate into yourself look out for the we are culture first podcast that's coming soon hey hey get ready for that one but i'll keep you up to date on that show but it's coming soon me and the wife narissa harris we got some things cooking we got some other things cooking for you guys too just wait for that announcement um as we go ahead and move forward in 2020 we still want clear vision in 2020 this isn't just a first of the year resolution. This is the rest of our life. Um, ultimatum that we are going to have clear vision for ourselves and that's it period. And there's no looking back. We're going to see things clearly. We still want to connect spirituality to mental health. Shout out to those who showed me all the love on Instagram for being put in the Oakland post. I can't believe my article made it to the Oakland post. I wasn't even looking for that. I was just asked to do something and I did it and man I got some good feedback from Dr. Wade Nobles and his wife and they really helped cleaned up that article good you guys should go ahead listen to my um old podcast when I talk about combining mental health and spirituality to read um that article in the Oakland Post in January's edition and you can see um some of those things where Dr. Wayne Nobles and his wife helped me clear th- clean things up a little bit. And I really help. Um, well, I really thank them for the help. And I thank you all for the feedback. Let's keep this thing going. And that's it. And so until next week, check this out. Know yourself because self-knowledge is the key. Hey, this is Art Harris, the Blackmail Therapist on the Blackmail Therapist podcast. Are you looking for a way to promo your business or your brand or idea, even a song? Why don't you hit me up and get some promo right here on the show? On this podcast, you have an audience of people all over the country who listen to podcasts who would love to hear about your idea business, or brand. So why don't you hit me up? You could go on my Instagram at Blackmail Therapist, follow me or send me a message about what you're trying to promo. We'll go over packages or you could call on to the show right on the Anchor FM website. You can actually send me a message to this show and we can go from there. I look forward to helping you get to where you want to be.